the divisional round of the playoffs have wrapped up and we are moving into the conference finals. Before we got get to that, we got to break it down. Obviously, I'm Wes, Extra Point, here with Bobby and Matt. Bobby, what's going on, brother? What's going on, fellas, man? Uh, it's going to be a fun fun um, podcast right here, man. Uh, it is. What an, uh, what an amazing week of weekend, previous week of football that we had going on. Can't wait. Let's do this. Let's do it. Matt, what's up, man? Feeling good, man. Feeling fantastic right now. Let's do this, man. I bet you are feeling fantastic. Let's go ahead and jump into some topics real quick. First things first, Philip Rivers retiring from the NFL. Uh, guys, this is somebody we've seen our entire uh, their entire career starting out, you know, getting drafted to San Diego. Going, you know, starting out, uh, excuse me if I'm wrong on this one, Bobby, North Carolina State, Philip Rivers? Yeah. Yep, North Carolina yeah. State. Uh, goes to San Diego. San Diego becomes the LA Chargers. He goes from there to Indianapolis and retires after 17 years in the NFL. He said it's just time. And if you think he's going to relax, well, you're wrong there because he already has a head coaching job for next season lined up in Alabama. Uh, Bobby, thoughts about Philip Rivers' career? Uh, you know what? I mean, love Philip Rivers. Uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and talk about the Hall of Fame. Uh, do I think he's a first ballot? Um, that's something I got to look into, but I, I, I truly believe. But a lot of people need to remember, though, this guy was the one that was involved. And in, uh, I'm not going to tell you this, Zach, here, though, when um, him and Eli Manning were in the same draft. Mm-hmm. And that was when Eli declined, you know, going, you know, at that number one pick to um, uh, the Chargers. Yep. And then you know, part of that is where um, Philip Rivers ended up, you know, from NC State. Um, <clears throat> heck of a career. A great quarterback um, to me. Um, he's just one of those guys that, you know, that's been – you know, um, at team for, you know, for so long. I mean, this is, he only played, uh, what, this is his first year over at Indy, right? Yep. So, I mean, his whole career was in San Diego or LA. Years. Yeah. Um, to me, first ballot hall of famer, um, uh, you know, just great quarterback, great guy. Good for him, man. I mean, great career, but it was kind of shocking though, to see him career, see him retire. I thought he was going to do maybe one more year or whatnot, but, um, Good for him. Huge fan. First ballot in my, my eyes. At 39, man, a hell of a career. You know, we get spoiled by the Brady Breezes of the world playing over their 40, into their 40s. Um, Rivers had an outstanding career. He walks away with the uh, fifth most passing yards at 63,440. Uh, fifth most touch, passing touchdowns, which he passed in the last regular season game, Dan Marino. Um, and then fifth, fifth most, most pass completions with 5,277, eight-time Pro Bowler, 2013 Comeback Player of the Year, um, and played in 252 straight games, including playoffs. He hadn't missed a start since taking over as the Chargers full-time QB in 2006. Um, Rivers finished his career with eight consecutive seasons with 4,000-plus 4, pass yards, the third longest streak behind only Matt Ryan and Drew Brees. So, hell of a career, Matt. Any last thoughts on uh, on Philip? Um, I loved his uh, clean trash talking. Yes. He was the greatest clean trash talker probably of all time. Yes. Uh, strong for 17 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I was 12, you know, when he was drafted and saw him for his whole career and everything but a Super Bowl, man. Yep. Uh, definitely a first ballot Hall, Hall of Famer, though. Yep. Dude, I, I, I love him. Yeah, man. Great. With wish him nothing but all the luck when he's coaching uh, next year as a head coach for uh, I can't remember the high school off the top of my head, but I just remember it's in Alabama. He said he had I guess last year in a uh, 
in the uh, in one of his pregame conferences that he had two dreams. One was to get to the NFL, and one was to be a high school coach. Uh, and he immediately got that offer and took it. So good luck to him. I love hearing that. That's awesome, man. You know, the high school level, you know, needs, you know, like guys that don't want to have pursued their career, you know, as college NFL coaches, mm-hmm. they just do it. He has everything that he wants. He's got all the money in the world. He wants to go back and get these guys right. Going yeah. It's at, uh, uh, the name of the school is St. Michael Thank Catholic you. high school in Fairhope, Alabama. And it, and it, the dream wasn't necessarily just to, to coach high school ball. It was that, but also to teach his, to coach his sons, uh, just like his, I guess, you know, his father coached him in high school. So, yeah, man. I mean, he, he just a solid dude. I mean, well, he's got 10 kids, so he'll be coaching yeah. for a very long time. Very, very, very <laughs> so, long time. So before we leave, before we leave this topic, though, though, um, their backup quarterback is my guy, Jacob Eason from the University of Washington last year, who they drafted. Mm-hmm. Do they make do they make a run in division and throw the book for Deshaun Watson? Like Wes said earlier, when we were texting, you know, our group text. It's hard to trade in division. Yes. But they're right there, though. Indy's right there as a football team. I think Indy is definitely right there as a football team. And, yeah, it would make nothing but sense for that to happen. But if it's an in-conf or an in-division team, the price tag goes up ridiculously. I mean, because you're giving them to somebody you're going to see twice a year. You don't want – if you're the Texans, you don't want to see Deshaun Watson twice a year. So I just – I couldn't see that happening. Matt, your take? Uh, I mean, it's tough. I mean, you're going to have to give up. You know, we already know the haul that it's going to take. And maybe that's in their cards. I don't think so. I don't think they have enough to, to give. So we'll see. But they're clearly planning to do something. So it's going to be interesting. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Bobby, talk to us. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the combine. I know you have a little bit more information than I do. Um, and you definitely brought it up pre-show. Um, obviously it's not going to go the same way as it previously has. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this isn't really something that should shock a lot of people right now mm-hmm. during this, but you know, there is not, not going to be a combine for the far, first time in Indianapolis. Um, obviously, uh, you know, cause of the COVID situation that's going on right now in the pandemic. But, um, so I think, uh, you know, they're still going to do individual workouts for each player. You know, um, the pro days, you know, at the individual schools or whatnot. But it's just to me, this is more of just a thing for an outsider of a fan. You know, I'm a nerd like you guys are or whatnot. I love watching the combine. <laughs> those those three days, four days are fun as hell to me. You know, just watching mm-hmm. the guys in Indianapolis run their 40s, doing their liftings and this and that. So, yeah. So the, for the first time since the combine has been around, it will it's not going to happen this year. So. All these players that are, um, um, you know, that were invited to come on, we're not going to have to do individual pro days over at their um, universities that they're at. So. Gotcha. Expected. Yeah, yeah d- definitely expected, but uh, nonetheless, a little disappointing that it will be the first year it doesn't happen. But again, like you said, not completely, uh, a, you know, a shock to all of us. Uh, we'll keep up with that as it goes forward, see if anything maybe changes down the line or if they make any other adjustments to it. Let's go ahead and talk uh, coaches. We'll talk coaches. We'll talk GMs. Uh, Matt, you've got a lot to, to uh, talk about, I know, because um, you had a lot of hires. 
Same, uh, same as Jacksonville. So let's go ahead and run through these real quick. Uh, Jacksonville hires Urban Meyer. We believe we already covered that. Uh, Jets, right after we went off air last time, hired uh, Robert Salah as their head Great coach. Hire. Great, Great hire. Great hire. Love I love that hire for so many reasons. Not only him, he's bringing in his uh, in Matt Lafleur um, as the offensive coordinator. So that that's kind of really, that's really cool. Or not Matt Lafleur, his brother. What's his brother's name? It starts with an M as well. I think it's Mark. Mark, yeah, Mark Lafleur, yeah. Something along those lines. He, he brought. He's bringing right. him in as an OC, which I think is an excellent decision. Uh, Matt Atlanta, the Falcons hire Arthur Smith. Uh, he takes over the former Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator is the head coach starting January 16th, so he's already started. The Chargers hired Brandon Staley as their head coach, and he was the former defensive coordinator of the same team. Oh, I'm sorry, the Rams. Excuse me. Uh, Detroit hires Dan Campbell. He gets a six-year deal, Saints assistant head coach, tight ends coach. He takes over. And let's see what else we have here as far as – those are the only hires right now. And then if we move over to general managers, uh, obviously the polarizing hire of Nick Cassiero from New England to the Texans has caused a lot of problems. Detroit brings in uh, Brad Holmes, excellent hire right there, former uh, Rams former Rams uh, executive, was in uh, several different various roles for 18 years in the organization, which is a hell of a long time considering what that organization has gone through in the last 18 years. Uh, Detroit, Brad Holmes, Panthers hire Scott Fitterer, uh, Atlanta, Terry Fontenot, which we're going to cover more about here in just a minute. Former saints GM slash VP of pro personnel, Washington hires Marty Herney, who was, uh, the former Panthers general manager. And that is all we have right now. Let's go ahead and swing back around to Atlanta since we have a resident Falcons fan here. Matt, let's talk first about your GM, Terry Fontenot. How much have you learned about him since the last time we talked? Yeah, man, I'm super hyped about him. Uh, He's been around the Saints organization for quite some time and has just moved up through the ranks and was a pro scout for, I believe, seven years. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just, I mean... Of all the people that were out there, um, I'm sure the Saints are upset to to have him, you know, watch him go, especially to our team. And I love that even more. So right. I think it was that was probably the best hire uh, for GM, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Arthur Smith. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, his offense is, you know, the past couple of years have been great. And he's another guy kind of like Raheem Morris. I mean, this guy started out as actually a, a defensive quality uh analyst or coach or whatever you know you want to call that position uh starting off with the titans you know several years ago and he's worked his his ranks you know through the ranks and uh, you know i'm starting to actually kind of believe in this guy and he's taking his time and hiring a defensive coordinator which i think is good mm-hmm. uh, no need to rush and uh have you heard any yeah, names by chance n- not at all man okay. not not really at curious. all yeah. I didn't know. yeah no i mean i i'm I'm big. I love that Fondo hire, man. I, I'm a big fan of that one. Arthur Smith, Smith, we will see. I'm curious to see how he does uh, without. I mean, he did that offense did wonders for Ryan Tannehill. There's no doubt in my mind. Like that was huge. Um, <clears throat> and there's no doubt in my mind either that he was a huge part of Ryan Tannehill's resurrection as well. Whether it was that or just getting away from Gase one way or the other, it, it's he's gone leaps and bounds, and that's that that can't be taken lightly. Uh, I'm curious to see how he does without a cowbell. 
uh, running back like Henry, but he did fine with the <clears throat> prior to that. And, you know, they've had Henry around for a long time. And for years for me, I always wondered why he was never the, that main guy, you know, they brought in DeMarco Murray and then they brought in Dion Lewis at one point, And it was like, you would see Dion Lewis get more snaps than Derrick Henry. And it never made sense to me. And then finally the last couple of years, you've really seen Derrick Henry go. So I want to see what they do uh, at the at the running back position. That's my big thing. I'm really curious about that. Exciting times though for Atlanta for sure, bro. It is, and if I'll chime in though, man, congrats, Matt. Uh, I I really love that Fontenot hire right there, man. I, I think this guy it's just time to yeah. come right now, and um, yeah, it's a uh, um, he's going to do good things for you guys, man. It's it's a time, and he deserved it. And um, looking forward to see what's going on here with him going forward. Yeah, of all of them, that was of all the GM hires so far, that was my favorite hire for sure. I think that was. Yeah, I, I like it. I like the pieces uh, that are falling in place so far. Yeah, it, it's looking it's looking pretty dang good. If you're an Atlanta fan now, it's just let's see what they do with the team. Um, let's see where they go, uh, and, and you know, take it from there. But big times in Atlanta, man, big times. I, I like it. I like it. Let's uh. Let's jump into last week's game, shall we? You know. Yeah, hold on. Can I can I just say something though, real quick though? Yeah. That's kind of like you know, I'm not grinding Matt's gears, you know, but you know, I don't have that segment. But why is Eric Bieniemy still not an NFL head coach right now? And the way that things are looking now with all the hires and mm-hmm. interviews, and all that, I think this seems like this guy might be missing out on another head coaching job this year. Yeah, you mean- I just don't understand it. You made it a topic the last couple of weeks, and that's you're very right, man. I, I don't know what's going on with the Eric Bieniemy situation. It's not going to end up being a good look. It already isn't a good look. Um, and I'm truly shocked. I mean, you look at the openings left right now. I think we have, what, two? Is, is It's just uh, Philly and Atlanta. Or, I'm sorry, not Atlanta. Uh, Philly and Houston, correct? I think those yeah, are the only yeah, two Philly. coaching openings. Oh. And I don't think I, I, I think that Houston interviewed him the other day, but I think Philly hasn't interviewed him. But Philly has like, requested. Philly has requested to interview him. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, it just seems like he's just on the outside, you know, looking in right now. And mm-hmm. that, to me, that shocks me. You know. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, what's I don't know what the mindsets are of these organizations. You know, is it because Andy Reid? Uh, you know, going to you know you know his disciples. You know, um, you know, with um, the coach for the um, for the Bears, you know, like anybody that Nagy and all that. So I just don't I just don't understand it, man. I just don't. I don't either, because you can also look at Doug Peterson, who's also a uh, Andy Reid disciple. And and you can see the success he had. I'll be at an odd ending in Philly, but that has nothing to do with his overall skill. And I think the enemy is the next big one to come out. Uh, I just, it's, who's going to give him a chance? I mean, and, and if I'm the enemy, I don't even think I want to go to Houston because Deshaun Watson wants out. It looks like no matter what. So I don't want to be part of a rebuild necessarily. And then you look at Philadelphia. I don't think Philadelphia is as bad, bad of a situation by any means. You have a decision to make at the quarterback position, but outside of that, it, it it's a team that needs a little bit of help, but it's a lot more manageable than Houston where you're preparing, uh, not just the uh, just not the players on the field, but the entire organization from a, a morale perspective. Yeah, and I'll tell you what though, when I saw that Houston requested you know an interview with him, mm-hmm. I mean, was that to save the Deshaun Watson? Because there's yeah. a lot of oh, social yeah. injustice when it comes to stuff like that. But I think it's too late for that right now. I agree. Even if they bring up the enemy in, in my opinion, right now, we're not going to see Deshaun Watson have another snap for the Houston Texans. 
Yeah. That's going to be something that we'll talk about going forward and all that. But I think his days are done in Houston. I think enough was enough for him. I agree. Matt, thoughts? <clears throat> yeah, and uh, the word on the street uh, is what I've been hearing is that he doesn't interview well. Um, I, It's kind of hard to believe. I, I mean, agree. his credentials alone are enough, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, very interesting. We'll see what happens. Uh, definitely another interesting situation going on in Houston, just like Atlanta. Um, that one's even wilder. It's really going to be crazy. So, it's, yeah, we're going to talk about it as it unfolds. But. Oh, yeah, we're going to have a very busy offseason. It's going to be a lot different of an offseason than our last offseason. Um, this is going to be a lot busier for one. We'll definitely still be doing the one episode a week, no doubt. But um, we might have little snippets here and there. Me and Matt and Bobby, we've all talked about potentially. And just little, you know, maybe 15, 20-minute segments where we just kind of discuss certain points. And I like it. I think between the three of us we can do something really good with that so uh maybe when we have a little downtime we can just hop on for a little bit and you know bs for sure all right let's uh let's hey let's go into these games guys let's uh let's cover these games let's get them uh taken care of and then we can make our predictions for this weekend's games so let's start out rams packers we did not uh i mean we didn't i don't know if i expected this high of a score none of us put a let me see what were the scores here yeah none of us had anybody scoring over 24 points green bay gets it done 32 to 18 seven and one in home playoff games in their last eight matt talk to me a little bit about this game yeah i mean uh it looked like it, it you know it could be close but overall i mean yeah green bay better team uh, I'm glad I picked them because my heart wanted to go for some reason with the Rams and Jared Goff was still, you know, clearly injured. He, you know, he couldn't, you know, I don't think there was too many deep balls thrown and Cam um, Akers didn't take the load, you know, completely. He played really well, but um, yeah, this is, this could be Aaron Rodgers, you know, he, I mean, that team is looking really good right now. That's all I can say. And I agree with you, man. You know, I think in that game when I, cause I kind of went back and looked at it a little bit, uh, McVay, of course, drew up a great, a great game plan. I mean, Goff was 21 for 27, 174 and a touchdown. Like you said, Matt, not a whole lot of deep passes. Keep it simple. Play smart. Um, depend on your run game. And they did to an extent, 18 rushes with Cam Akers for 90 yards. That was the only running back that had any rushes. Goff had one for six yards. Um, but at the end of the day, it was the, that, I mean, that, Green Bay defense came alive for the first time in a while. They looked fantastic. Um, Zadarius Smith was awesome, even though he did get stiff-armed that one time, but that's okay. I mean, th that dude was awesome. Rashad Gary did great. Kenny Clark did great. Um, all Both of them getting a sack and a half in this one. Rodgers looked fantastic. 23-36, 296, and two touchdowns with a run game. It didn't matter who they handed it off to. They were getting yards. Jones had 99 yards on 14 carries. Jamal Williams, 65 on 12. A.J. Dillon had 6 on 27. And they kind of just said, hey, we're going to beat you however we want. They ended up sealing the deal late with an Alan Lazard touchdown. Bobby, uh, do you feel like we got the uh, – do you feel like Devontae Adams got the better of Jalen Ramsey, or do you think it was just a matter of matchups? Um, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't think that Devontae uh, – uh, uh, that Adams really got the best of him or whatnot. Um, I saw, you know, that one play there on the goal line where um, Adams was going back and forth right there. You know, they, you know, when they play him in the slot, though, that's where, to me, in my eyes as a football coach and anybody, put your best receiver in the slot. They were hiding them. He was running back and forth, oh, yeah. running back and forth, and they slid him out right there. And then 
you know, like they didn't check down right, you know. So I think you guys all saw this though when you know when Ramsey, you know, the defense, the zone didn't cover and catch him yep. right there where he for that out. one touchdown got flipped out and all that. So I mean, um, no, I'm not going to say that Adams got the best of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they just uh, Aaron Rodgers is just a general on that football field, man. You know, and when you have an elite receiver like that, you got to hide him when you're going. You know, when you have an elite DB like um, Jalen Ramsey. So, I mean, that's just typical Aaron Rodgers and, you know, the way that he, you know, just generates the offense right there. So, um, it was a great matchup. I was looking forward to it. I mean, what were the numbers, though, on that right here? I mean, I'm looking right now. It's, uh, I, I mean, no, Ramsey, I mean, Ramsey didn't do really that bad of a job. And they, I mean, Green mm-hmm. Bay, to me, did a better job of just hiding the, uh, uh, Adams and just made it difficult for him to cover right there. So, and, you know, we saw on Sports Center when Jalen was going crazy or whatnot, but, you know, it's just, that's just Aaron Rodgers, man, in the playoffs. It was, <laughs> You're exactly right. He's a hard man to beat. And you know what? He's even harder to beat in Lambeau, it appears. We'll see what happens, man. Like, they're going into the next round. Uh, and I just, if that defense can keep on their level, I just don't see anybody really having a shot against them. But, Hey, that's why they play the games. You never know. You yeah. never know. I mean, Devontae, Devontae had nine catches, 66 yards, and a touchdown. Right. You know, so, they but, kept it but, short, too. Like So he had nine receptions on ten targets. So like everything was underneath and short and simple or you know, off the edge. Or I'm sorry, not off the edge. Uh, over the middle, excuse me. Yeah, Aaron Jones, though, like you said, though, I mean, you know, 14 carries, 99 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, that's 7.1 yards carry right there. I mean, that's – I mean, that's – that's Green Bay ball right there in the playoffs. I mean, so that's, you know, they kind of controlled the game, whatnot. And tough team to beat, man. We'll see. Can't wait to see what we say about this. You know it. Pretty- Matt, you got any final thoughts on this game? Um, No, not really. Uh, I think it's kind of, I mean, maybe not, you know, you know 30-something points. I didn't think they were going to score that much, but I think we, we all – You're right. I don't know. All of us picked Green Bay? Yep, yep. We all picked Green Bay, and then we all – Picked Buffalo, who got the win versus Baltimore, seventeen to three. Buffalo twelve and three in home game play in home playoff games in team history. This is another one we kind of saw coming, guys. You know, we didn't get the weather we expected, but we knew that uh, we knew that that Lamar Jackson was gonna have to throw the ball to win this game, and he did. You know, it wasn't good enough. It it just didn't end up being good enough. He gets banged up late and comes out. Uh, Tyler Hundley comes in and. Uh, I mean that that it was pretty much over from that point on. Uh, Lamar goes 14 for 24, 162, no touchdowns and a pick, um, and he gets 34 yards rushing on the ground. That's not going to do it. Marquise Brown came out and spoke out about it. The mainstream stuff people will try and make you seem like there's some sort of feud there. It was really I, I listened to him actually talk about it. It was more saying, hey, we got to figure out a way to be more of a an even based offense. And, and that's all he really said out of that, but he's exactly right. They do need to figure out a way. Uh, you may not, there may not have been a lot of snow, but there was definitely a lot of wind and that caused T- Tucker to miss a couple, you know, early on crucial field goals, uh, which he never does. So Bobby jump in and talk to me about this game. I mean, I mean, this was the one that I was really looking forward to watch. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I'll be honest with you guys, man, where it was three to three at halftime. Man, I even posted on social media. I was like, this is my type of football game right yep. here. <laughs> you know, I love low scoring football games. And, uh, um, I mean, obviously, you know, the, uh, you know, the turn, you know, I mean, the play of the game was the interception by, um, with a Murphy or I'm not sure who had it, but 
that was a 14 point swing there at the end of the game. The we're sitting at, who was it? Uh, the 100 uh, yard return, 101 yard return, excuse me, Taron Johnson. Johnson, right there. Yeah. I mean, because at that time, it was 10 to 3 in the game. Yep. And then we're going in right there. It would have been tied up. Next thing you know, it's 17 to 3. So, I mean, that was a huge, huge turnover. I mean, that's a 14 point swing right there. You know, in the game, and um, but I mean, you gotta give it to the Bills, though. I mean, the Bills shut down Lamar. They did. They and played stout defense, man. That defense is underrated for sure. They're very underrated. They're very underrated. I can't wait to talk about this when we have our predictions. But you know, you know, Lamar's Lamar's a, a great athlete, man. I mean, he's. I'm not saying he's not the passer. But, you know, he, I mean, obviously, people know he's not the passer he should be right now. But I mean, and he's not getting exposed. Don't get me wrong. This guy is a premier athlete in the game right now, the big, you know, face in the game. But, I mean, that's the way you're going to beat them. You're going to make them throw. And obviously, you know, in my eyes, all they have is Brown right now as a receiver. They don't have a, a tight end for him to check down and whatnot. So I think Buffalo played about as good as a game you can against a dynamic athlete like him and uh, shut him down in the run game. Well, I think Andrews is a pretty decent tight end. I just don't I, I just don't think they had utilized him correctly. Matt, your thoughts on that game? Yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was going to be this low scoring. I thought the Ravens would, uh, you know, score at least one touchdown. Uh, mm-hmm. I, yeah, but uh, no, nah, man, I, I, I figured the Bills would control the game. That's kind of what they did. Stephon Diggs is, is a beast, and Josh Allen, you know, played pretty much turn. He did fumble it. I think they recovered it, though. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, once Lamar uh, got knocked out there for a little bit, it was pretty much, uh, I had a feeling it was pretty much a wrap there. and. Oh, and then especially after that, yeah, like 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 Bobby said, that uh, 101 yard, you know, <laughs> yeah. pick, pick, that that's pretty. Yeah, I that's mean, a that was a awesome. killer dog. Yeah, well, that's yeah, a yeah. swing right there, though. You mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's yeah. that, that's a backbreaker right there. You know, you're going in for seven. Next thing you know, you're down seven plus what you have on the board. You know, so it, it was just a. It wasn't a character. It wasn't a game characteristic of the teams, but I mean, it was a damn good defensive battle. It was a damn good defensive battle, and that and in those games, it just takes one simple play that can turn it all around. And I mean, you have that one huge play. Excuse me, and I, I like I think everyone was just kind of taken aback when they saw him take off with it. They didn't really expect that to happen, and and by the time he had gotten out of that end zone, man, he was flying. So I mean, kudos to Baltimore, man. I'm, I'm not Baltimore. Excuse me. Kudos to Buffalo, man. They're going to the AFC Championship game. What a year. What a year so far. I can't wait to break this game down here in a little bit. Browns at Chiefs. Browns take the L 17-22. to Kansas City hosts the AFC Championship game for the third straight season. The last team to host three straight championship games. Either of you guys know? Last three. Last team to host three to be the home team. For three straight championship games. <clears throat> it's okay. Let me tell you. So the My last boys? team. Nope. The last. Nope. But it was a division rival. The last team to do it was Philadelphia and their head coach, Andy Reid, back in the McNabb days. So, so not only has he been the person to do it the last two times, that being Andy Reid, uh, he's done it in the AFC and the NFC. So they get to win twenty-two to seventeen. Uh, Mahomes goes down in this game. Uh, and he's in concussion protocol. I know most people that listen to this definitely watch the game. So, Matt, I'm going to ask you first: Was that a concussion? Hey, hey, guys, or was he, hey, hey, I don't mean to, I don't mean to cut you off, but uh, 
my girl right here is getting ready to leave right now. She's a huge Packers fan, so uh, she wants to be on radio right now. So, um, Kylie, who are you rooting for this week? Packers. Um, I'm going to be there tailgating, probably. All right. And, yep. What's going to be the score? It doesn't matter, right? Oh. Hmm. If you really want me to think of a number off my head, yeah. um, see, they're going up against Brady. He's um. Brady. So like, gonna, <laughs> um, hmm, somewhere in the 40s for the Packers to 32. Ooh, okay. Right. Right. High 40, score 32. game in Lambeau. Okay, all right, we'll hold you to it and see if you get it right. That might, that might not be so far fetched. All right, I like that. That's a shootout. I like it. That hell, that's. Right. I hope Talk it's that. Yep, right. All, all right. right, sorry guys, girl. All right, yeah, no try. problem. Yeah, no problem. Get the prediction and get the predictions in. Excuse me. All right, so Matt, I'm gonna go back to you and ask you the question real quick. So, what do you think about that Mahomes injury, man? Do you think it was more of it was it was it a concussion or do you think it was more of him getting choked out? Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, like you said, kind of choked out. I don't know what it was. I heard it was kind of like a stinger, um, but yeah, getting choked out, and that's why you know that kind of makes more sense. When he got when he stood up, you know, he definitely was not all there. So. Uh, we'll see. Um, I think he's going to play. I think most people think he's going to play. I mean, this is the AFC championship. I think, yeah, they're going to let him play. And yeah, we'll talk about that game here in a minute. I can't wait to talk about that game. Bobby, Matt, I want to hear from both of you guys. I'm very curious. This is going to be a good little discussion we can have. Okay. So in this game, there was an obvious, obvious controversial play. Um, you had the helmet to helmet with Sorensen uh, on, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Higgins, T. Higgins, right? As he's going into the end zone. Ball comes yep. out, goes into the end zone, touchback. Uh, first of all, I, okay, I'm going to start with it with this question. I'll go with Bobby first. Bobby, uh, are you okay with everything that happened there, or do you think that there needs to be some sort of rule change? And then, Matt, I want you to react off what Bobby says. Well, you know what? I'll be honest with you. Watching the game, I watched every play of that game. Uh, definitely a touchback. No matter what, I mean, he definitely did fumble through, the, you know, the, you know, through the pylon, and there was a touchback. And I really, I'll be honest with you guys, I didn't even see the helmet to helmet until like later on that evening on social media or whatnot that where there was helmet to helmet contact. Um, to be honest with you, in that situation, I don't, I think that was the right call. I mean, I don't know how you can do a helmet to helmet on that. I don't think it was intentional. It wasn't like he was. Um, targeting or anything like that. Mm. So I'm cool with that call. You know, I mean, it was a fumble through the end zone, touchback. Uh, I mean, that pretty much come in the game right there. You know, that was a huge, huge play in the game. But I w- me, if I were a referee, I wouldn't have called helm- helmet, even though it looked like it in the replay. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, the, the, the rules are what the rules are. And I agree with exactly what happened. And, I don't think I'm not sure what the why they reviewed the play. Was it because of the helmet, you know, helmet to helmet? Was that why the flag was thrown or was it for uh, they, didn't, they didn't even talk about helmet to helmet, though. The whole thing was the discussion was, you know, you know, the fumble, you know, fumble through the end zone, though. So so it was irrelevant to anything else. And why? So that they can't they can't throw a flag on that. That's Correct. So. So I, don't know what I think I think they were trying to throw the flag to get them. So what I think uh, Stefanski was doing, and there's no way it's he's just trying to work. He's trying to work the refs. I think as best as he could. 
in that situation to try because it's not a reviewable play or you can't review penalties excuse me you obviously the play can be reviewed it's a turnover but you can't review a play to get a penalty like called that's not how that works that was the only time they've ever had that was with the pass interference that they got rid of so uh, a lot of brands yeah excuse me browns fans upset about it but all i have to say is welcome to the playoffs like that that happens every week i feel like there's always something like that that's going to happen you know, whether it was uh, the Saints, whether it was Jacksonville, because I'm definitely going to call that one out. Uh, Atlanta had some stuff happen. I mean, like it, 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 Dallas in their years in the playoffs. It, it doesn't matter. It happens every every year in my eyes, and this is just another one right, of those sort of situations. Bears, did he catch it and all that? I mean, right. you're always going to want controversial play in the playoffs in the big games. Exactly. Exactly. So I agree with you guys. I'm glad we had that discussion. All right, guys. So the last game that we have to cover is the uh, the History Channel matchup. Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. Buccaneers versus Saints. 30-20 to 20 was the final. Um, Matt, I'm going to start with you on this one. For Tampa Bay's first divisional win, divisional round win since 2002, the last time they won a Super Bowl. Uh, how are you feeling about this Tampa Bay team right now? I mean, this is the Tampa Bay team we were all afraid of. I said it a few times back in the season, and, you know, they showed signs of it in the last few games of the year. I mean, they, I mean, this is the team, you know, look out. There's going to be a great game, uh, this uh, Tampa Bay Green Bay game, and I can't wait. It's going to be fantastic. But yeah, Drew Brees, he's done. He's done. Uh, a couple, two of those picks were god awful. I don't know. Yes, no, yeah, yeah, I caught every down. You're hundred percent right. And uh, Michael Thomas, you know, playing in there like To, you know, with the broken leg in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, he's out there with torn ligaments and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's unfortunate, but can't wait for this uh, this NFC championship. Let me ask you this, Matt: If you're Jared Cook, how you feeling? Because after that fumble, man, I, I that was the they had an opportunity to go up two possessions there on that on that drive, and instead they didn't score again for the rest of the game. Yeah, it's disappointing. Uh, we'll see if they, uh, you know, keep him around for next season, or they'll probably let him go. But uh, you know, let's see how he rebounds. You know, um, that that's all that you can do at this point. It's unfortunate. You know what I mean? If uh, if you're if you're the uh, Saints going into the next season, Drew Brees is retiring. Jameis is your number one. Right now, yes. Okay. Okay. I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking. Our, uh, uh, Bobby, talk to me about this game, man. Uh, Bucks, Tom Brady, this team, they didn't do a lot on offense as far as yardage is concerned, but they're extremely efficient in this game. Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones are a good one-two workhorse back set there. Uh, not a lot. Out of the main receivers you would expect, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans only had one reception each. Obviously, Evans was the one three-yard reception for a touchdown. That was it on three targets. Uh, but you're seeing other people make these big plays. Scotty Miller makes a big play late in the game. Cameron Brait makes a big play. These players that are – Leonard Fournette gets in the receiving game, which you never really typically see from him. Is that going to be one of the bigger things we see in the, for the rest of this playoffs, his – his second, you know, second cast of characters, are they going to be the main guys or are we going to see a big blow, uh, blow up game by Mike Evans or AB next week? No, I'll tell you what though. I mean, one of my main topics, uh, you know, of conversation during this game was how impressed I was with Leonard Fournette. It looks like he lost some weight. He's a lot lighter on his feet. 
He looks quicker than he has, you know, um, in recent, you know, years, especially since he came back to Tampa. I think he's going to be a real big um, factor going in here, you know, in the NFC Championship game. Um, I was really impressed by Leonard Fournette. Um, as far as the game that went that went through right there, I mean, to me, the biggest thing was, you know, Michael Thomas being shut out. Zero catches, zero yards. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, that Tampa defense really stepped up especially the secondary and obviously Tom Brady, you know, I mean, Tom Brady's a guy that, you know, as much, he doesn't need to have those staggering numbers or whatnot. I mean, this guy is so used. I mean, he's getting ready to play in his what? 14th yep. championship game. That's nuts. <laughs> 14th or 15th championship game. I mean, I mean, it's ridiculous. So, I mean, he doesn't need, and this guy has never had powerful weapons around him throughout his, what, six, Super Bowl wins that he has. I mean, right yeah, now. this so, is one of the better teams he's had, I'd say, other than maybe that 07 team. That team was nasty. And they still so lost. They're hot. So they're hot right now. I mean, you know, they're clicking at the right time. And, I mean, Tom Brady, as much as, you know, whether you like him or not, I mean, he's the best, you know, January, February player, you know, so, in NFL history. I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because I want to transition to another thing you were talking about pre-show. Talk to me about Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. Yeah, so Bruce, you know, uh, remember going into the season, Bruce was like, I'm not going to let Tom, you know, come in here and run the show, this and that or whatnot. But mm-hmm. Bruce came out publicly and just said the other day, he's like, I let him coach the team. I sit back and watch. Miss Brady's team. I mean, <laughs> if you want to win the Super Bowl and you guys don't like the word GOAT, a lot of people throw that out for a lot of people or whatnot. But Tom Brady is a GOAT of the NFL. Yep. Whether people like to hear it or not, in my eyes, until you prove me otherwise, he is the goal. Oh boy, do we have a good, uh, good, uh, good thing going for the off season? Uh, I already we'll know what you're topic. saying. I already I, know we're I, gonna I, have I him was there. Talking to Wes about it. So Bobby, yep. uh, after the after my, you know, Brian Cuffey was on with us uh, a few weeks back. Uh, he texted me. He said, uh, "Next time I'm on, you let them know we're gonna have the conversation." And I had to say, "What conversation?" He said. Uh, I'm going to let you all know why Tom Brady isn't the GOAT. So I cannot wait uh, to bring him back on and, and, and hear y'all's take on that. That's going to be, that's going to be a good one. Especially if they win this week. So that means what he's won six, he's lost two. So if they win, that'll be what nine Super Bowls he's been in. I, 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 it's unbelievable. And, and, you sent me that little uh, that meme that you know he's been to more AFC championships you know <laughs> for the NFC than Cowboys have been in since. yeah yeah that was a, that was so, a I mean but, but real but real oh talk the oh. numbers the numbers are staggering though yeah you know, like what Brady has done I mean they're so, staggering and I feel no, in my opinion that he's Bobby you're killing me right now oh my god <laughs> he, I, I think he's proved in this season more so than any other season, obviously with being on a different team, how much of a factor he is in these games. I mean, we're not talking about New England, are we? So obviously it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just Bel- Belichick. And I believe he'll be able to be- build that team back up strong as hell. But, I mean, to come over and make such a big impact like this is, is pretty wild. But, I mean, if you look at Tampa Bay last season, how many games were they in and Jameis Winston threw a pick to blow it? I mean, you know what I mean? How many games did that happen? The dude threw, threw as many picks as he threw touchdowns. And, I mean, 
Tampa Bay's had a good roster, so they just needed that final piece, and it was a QB, and that's just how far they propelled. You know, we're talking about them, you know, two two weeks away from a Super Bowl, we're talking about them still. So let's just yeah. keep, let's keep talking about them. So let's talk about all uh, these matchups we got coming up. Buccaneers, Packers in Lambeau. Listen to this. First postseason matchup between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, maybe the only one. This is going to be a good game, guys. I'm pumped about it. 3.05 Eastern, uh, Sunday, January 24th. Bobby, you got a spread for us yet? Yeah, so the spreads, uh, it's a close one right here. Uh, um, Packers are favored by uh, two and a half. All right, Matt, take it away. <clears throat> yeah, this is going to be. Uh, I mean, how are you not hyped right now talking about. Like, I don't. This is a fucking game, guys. This is a game. This is going to be awesome. Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers and Lambeau Field. Yo, take it away, Matt. Tell us tell us what's it happening. Funny, uh, Aaron Rodgers said uh, after the last game, he was like, yeah. Talking about the last game, he was like, yeah, I was hoping it was going to be colder. Hopefully, it's colder next week. Hopefully, it's really <laughs> cold next week. And I'm like, yeah, because Green Bay cold is, I mean, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I've been to Green Bay, but I haven't been up to, you know, Foxborough. So, I, I, you know, I don't know what that's like in January, you know, anything like that. But I know Green Bay in uh, December and, you know, middle of December, you know, negative eight with the wind chill. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, that's that's a different kind of cold. And uh, I don't think it's going to matter. I think this is going to be one of the best games. We, we, you know, hopefully it's one of the best games we'll all ever see. Um, I, ha- I have, uh, you know, actually I'm looking at ESPN. I have that same score, 27 to 24 Green Bay. Okay. Uh, could come down to a field goal, and it's it's, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be. Can't wait. Yeah, dude. It, yeah, I, I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. I, I, I'm looking forward to this game, guys. It's going to be really good. I mean, the defenses have really stepped up the last couple weeks for these teams, making big impact plays. The offenses have been stout all year. Uh, and it's going to start, for me, with Green Bay getting the run game going again and, and getting it going early against this Tampa Bay team. The faster they can get that run game going, the faster they can use Rodgers to where he's his deadliest. Um, and that's with the play action. So his play action, I don't know if you guys caught it, but I paid uh, particular attention to it. He's got an amazing play action. I mean, it, it, it's wild. He he gets a lot of people, if you watch them, they, they'll either get stuck or they'll take a step in the wrong direction more times than not. So that's something to pay attention to for me. I have Green Bay winning this one by the by the same difference by three points, but thirty-one to twenty-eight Green Bay. Bobby. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> I can't wait for this game, man. You know, you know, Aaron Rodgers. This is his only. Uh, this is his second conference championship game. His first at home. Yep, first at home. Tom Brady's won in Lambeau before. As a matter of fact, I think this year, didn't they beat him earlier this year, like 35 to 10? You know, it was an ugly been. game. I know that. Yeah, it was an ugly game. Um, can't wait for it. I don't care what the weather conditions are or whatnot. I know that Vita Vea, my guy from UW, they just got him off the um, injury list. Yep. I don't see him a big factor, but maybe gets like 10 or 12 plays. But you're talking about a 340-pound guy right there at nose guard who was, you know, an all-pro player until he got hurt early in the season. Um, I'm going with the goat, man. I'm going with Brady in this game, man. I got, um, I, I got Brady win this game, and I don't really think it's that close to be honest with you guys. Ooh. I got it 28, 17, uh, Tampa Bay. Okay. I think Tampa, 
I mean, I got Gronk getting a touchdown too. I just think they figured him out. Uh, until the guy proves me wrong, I'm going with Brady in this. So, so do you think that the uh, receiving core, including Gronk and the tight end position, that overpowers them? Like, how, what are your keys to victory for this game for for Tampa Bay uh, since you have them winning? Running the ball for sure. Running the ball. You know, uh, I like the way that Fournette looked. You know, I'm not sure right now. I think Antonio Brown. I'm not sure about his injury. I don't know what his status is right now. But I just think, you know, just Brady's just going to control the ball, you know, in those conditions. You're talking about a guy that's, you know, played these games like so much, man. Like, I think like we've been talking about this the last four or five years. One's, oh, man, no, no, he, he ain't going to win it. He ain't going to win it. <laughs> he proves us wrong every time. Mm-hmm. I can't go against him. I can't go against him. I can't go against him. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's move on. I think Fournette, I think Fournette's going to be a huge key, key factor in this game right now. I think this game's going to go down to whoever can stop the run. Fournette's second uh, second championship game in three years. Wow. Yeah. 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 Uh, Chiefs hosting the Bills. Big story, obviously, in this game is if Patrick Mahomes plays. Uh, Bobby, go ahead and give us the spread. We got a 13-3 and three team versus a 14-2 team. Chiefs are favored by 5.5. Chiefs by 5.5. So – um, I'll let you guys make your own decisions on who you think's playing uh, and who's not playing, but I'm going to go ahead and take a wild shot in the dark and say Patrick Mahomes will be playing Sunday for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, of man, it, it's really hard to pick against this team. They just find a way to win. They're not a team. They, they You know they have zero uh, wins this year by double digits. That's kind of an amazing stat to me. So... I... I'm going Kansas City, guys. I, they're going to go back. They're going to try and make a repeat performance. And uh, that would be Super Bowl one for me right there, Kansas City, Green Bay. Give me uh, give me Kansas City over the Bills. It's going to be a weird game. Uh, 21-20, Kansas City. Can mm. I step up? Yep, Bobby. Bills Mafia, baby. 20 to 13 Bills in the Super Bowl. Oh my God. Bills Mafia, baby. Just their time right now. Yeah. I don't like this defense Kansas City has right now, man. I just think it's a Bills year right now. I especially just, the, yeah, the, I, I yeah. feel you, dude. I feel Bills you. Mafia. I'm not comfortable with this defense. I, I don't know, but Matt, we'll break the tie. Bobby stole my thunder. Buffalo Bills win 24 <laughs> 23. Damn you, Bobby. Yeah. yeah. Hey, great minds take the light, right? Bills Mafia, baby. Bills Mafia. Bills Mafia. What a f- – to think of that Bills team in the Super Bowl. So, Bobby, you got Tampa Bay being the first team to host the Super Bowl. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. You Tampa's going to be upside down. Oh, yeah. It's going to be absolutely nuts. And, and, like, it's right up the street. I'm just saying. So. <laughs> Want to go? <laughs> kind of. Um, Matt, you have Green Bay and Buffalo going into the Super Bowl. Uh, what are your thoughts on that potential matchup? I'm down. I mean, honestly, any any of these Super Bowl matchups are going to be fantastic. And if any team that that's what's that's the beauty of it. Um, in the grand scheme of things, honestly, you know, yeah. you know, I'll be honest, my team, you know, didn't even didn't even have a chance. But Who you all these buddy? teams are great. They're all great. And they all got a chance, so I just we'll see the man. It's gonna be an interesting. It's gonna be an interesting 
couple of weeks leading into the Super Bowl too. This mat there's there's just a storyline with it. Like you said, Matt, all these are great matchups. There's a storyline with every matchup. You got Mahomes versus Brady, Goat versus you know, the maybe the new GOAT coming in. Uh or you could pick, say, Green Bay versus Kansas City, rematch with the, you know, Super Bowl one, Rogers, Mahomes. I mean, you could talk Josh Allen coming in as a superstar. Do you think he needs to win a su- uh, win a Super Bowl to become a superstar in this league, Matt? No, he doesn't need to win a Super Bowl, but that, uh, you know, definitely helps. Yeah, every <laughs> yeah, day of the I mean, week, right? Uh, but, I mean, this is his, what, third year? or Yeah, this is his third year, I believe. If not his fourth, I believe it's his third. And he's third. improved uh, so much every year. And a lot of people called him out his rookie year. He didn't have the greatest rookie year, but neither did Peyton Manning. I mean, what are we talking about? This guy is uh, on the up, up Those and are up. True words. Those are true words. This guy's ridiculously a- athletic. He's huge, accurate now, more so than he's ever been. The 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 numbers are astounding. I I definitely urge you to go look at his transition from year to year. It's absolutely mind boggling. Um, he's got legs. I mean, he's and he's getting smarter and smarter, and he's staying in the pocket and taking hits on top of that if he needs to to get the pass out. So you're exactly right, Mike or Matt. I agree with you 100%. I think regardless, he's earned the the title of superstar status this year. He's been impressive. Franchise quarterback. He's going to get paid a lot of money, a lot of money here soon. Buffalo Bills made a great decision drafting him out of Wyoming. And how about Sean McDermott at the head coaching position? Love it, man. I mean, the Bills got a lot of good things going right now. Like I say, they're just a, they're, you know, they're just a couple of players away from, you know. I mean, well, look, I mean, they're I mean, a couple they're plays already away right at now. this point. They're already there right now, so they're a couple. Of, they, you know, they're they're four quarters away from going to a Super Bowl. They're this the last time they were in a uh, championship game was '93, and that's the was the last of the four Pete, and by four Pete, you know, the four L's. But I mean, this is huge for Buffalo. This is huge for that city, and. I actually wish them nothing but the best of luck. If they do, you know, like like Matt said, I'll be happy either way. Yep, without a doubt. Well, I mean, let's go ahead and wrap this one up. We'll go into the to the next episode. We'll have a lot more to talk about. Obviously, we'll have our Super Bowl matchup. Can't wait to talk about it. For Matt and Bobby, I'm Wes. Thanks for listening to the extra point. Peace. Yes, sir, guys. Take care.